0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Kush Nurse Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys listening in today, and it's another pandemic day, so hopefully, wherever you are, you are staying home and staying safe and wearing your mask because yes, this nurse says so. Um, today, I am super, super excited to have Miss Ashley Wynn Grimes with me today. She is a registered nurse and has an amazing background that we are going to be talking about today. Um, But one of the most exciting things that I'd love to say about Ashley is that she is also one of the advisory members of the Cannabis Nurses of Color. So make sure you follow Cannabis Nurses of Color on social media, um, because I'm super proud of this organization and what we are doing to help with advocacy, education, um, and creating a safe space for Black and brown nurses in the cannabis industry. Okay, and so away we go. I'm going to say a little bit about Ashley, but you guys know that my style is a little bit more lax, so if you want to learn more about Ashley, you can follow her at CannabisNursingSolutionsLLC.com and check out all the goodness that she has. Ashley has been a registered nurse for over 12 years. She has worked in various healthcare settings, including telemetry nursing, quality improvement, and professional development. Ashley's a change agent, oh yes, she is, Um, most notably through her creation of the Cannabis Nursing Solutions and as a trusted medical source of cannabis education, consultation and support. Um, Like I said before, Ashley is uh, one of our colleagues and also one of the advisors on the uh, Cannabis Nurses of Color. She is also a published author and has written the book, Asa's Medicine, and we're going to talk about that today on the podcast. Ashley, hello. Hello. Hello,
1: how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, this is exciting. I'm I mean, you are having some exciting days lately. So let's talk about. It. Let's just get right into it. So you published a book. Tell oh. us about this book.
1: So it's ACEs Medicine, um, and I'll give you a little bit of backstory too. So um, in Maryland, we are allowing medical cannabis to be administered in the schools, and I helped mm-hmm. build the guidelines for that.
0: Um, Amazing.
1: Yeah, I was really excited to be able to support that process, get an inside look at, at what goes into all of that. So now it's a law, and um, I think starting this year, don't quote me on this, we they'll be able to get their medicine on campus before that, they would have to take the kids off campus and, you know, it was just a huge thing for the children who are medical cannabis patients. So anyway, um, that sparked my journey with this whole publishing thing. And I would like to say that I never could have imagined that I would be accepting the term author. Really, I just wanted to to get the conversation out there and help educate um, parents, students, the staff in the schools, because it is such a stigma behind it. So um, the book itself, though, is about a little boy named Asa. He's at a new school who happens to be in Maryland, and he takes medical cannabis three times a day. And the children in the school make fun of him, um, call him all types of names. And him and his school nurse have to go and teach the class about it and, and let them know that medical equality is a thing and we should be treating everybody equally.
0: I love it. It's, you know, I was a school nurse for a very short period of time. Um, I worked for the the Norfolk Public Health Department. And when you worked there at that time, you worked at the will of the health department. And I ended up um, being willed <laughs> to school. <laughs> um, so yes, that's where I ended up. Um, and I had... Um, You know, I always thought, wow, this is a, you know, an interesting experience working with children who, you know, are diabetics, working with children, you know, pulling them out of the classroom, it always, you know, kind of creates that there's something different about this person, you know, this child. Um, There's something different about him because he gets, you know, he's going to the nurse or he's going here and there. So I think that's a wonderful conversation uh, that needs to be had of medical cannabis so not only am I a child who's
1: not you know well optimally well but now I'm taking this medicine that isn't even accepted within that population of children so it's segregating that child even more
0: tell me because you were helping with writing this law um tell me about the Reception you know from nurses, you know how were the school nur- how were the nurses what how did the nurses respond and I say nurses um, I'm asking about the nurses specifically because I feel like it's such a you know it's such a role that we have you know we've kind of learned about cannabis in a very specific way so i I'm, I'm interested to know you know how this kind of trickled down and out so the school
1: nurses. The few that were on the group who helped build the guidelines for the law were pretty open to it. I think they could see the need, but I think there was this undertone that existed even when we would speak about it as if they're being made to do something that they didn't really want to do. It's really hard to kind of Mm -hmm. quantify what that was, Mm -hmm. but that was kind of what it felt. So my role was to, you know, give my input about medical cannabis because nobody else on the group really had a frame of reference. So when they would ask certain questions, I would just say, okay, well, did you realize that these type of terpenes are also in these type of fruits? And if they're allergic to this fruit, they could be allergic to this terpene. Um, You know, having those type of conversations where you could tell were eye openers for um, the the stakeholder group at large. But on a grand scheme, I really have no idea what every school nurse feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our board of nursing, and I kind of hesitate, am I allowed to talk about this stuff? But um, our board of nursing wasn't 100% on board with with the whole thing. The language that they use kind of let you know that made me feel like it wasn't progressive. It was kind of more stagnant. Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way.
0: So this leads me to something interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So this leads me to something, you know, interesting um because you're a nurse, I'm a nurse and I mostly I have people talking about conditions and different things, but today I feel like this is important, an important conversation. I'm kind of letting it flow here. So as a nurse in this arena and you know, you're putting yourself out there and you know, it's like you said there's there's support ish, <laughs> you know, where <laughs> you just don't know. It's like cannabis is medicine, but you know, that doesn't mean every association, every board, every, you know, it's not, it's not um, universally, you know, accepted. Um, there's not policies across the board. Um, so there's a lot of gray areas. You know, how does it feel as a nurse you know, when you're navigating in this space with other nurses, um, you know, how does how how does it feel when you know that this is an area that isn't doesn't have like that full protection or support? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's that like? You love because <laughs> go for
1: it. <laughs> it's scary. And so and we can, before the show, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but 2020 has given me the chance to really do a lot of self-reflection. Um, and, and really identifying what fear is. And as I move forward and I do different things and kind of mention the whole being Googleable thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are all sources of fear, but I know that this is the right, like, I don't understand. It shouldn't be fearful because the only thing I'm advocating for is medical equality. If you want to quantify it with the concept, right? So, you know, being able to, tell my mind, like, hey, Ashley, you're really doing the right thing. This is really for a good cause. You really are advocating for your patient, which is what you came into the role as a nurse to do. You know, so that's overrides my fear sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Other times I'm just scared as heck. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this thing. And, you know, (laughs) I don't know what, my words have done today, but I hope I didn't destroy the whole system.
0: No, I think that, I think the exciting part is, I mean, we all know this and it doesn't matter what nurse or what, you know, area of nursing you're in when you, you know, when you think of cannabis, it doesn't matter who you are. When you think about cannabis, you're kind of like, oh, my license or my livelihood or my, you know, like it's, even if you're in this arena where we are, where we're doing education and we're doing consultations and we are not, you know, just, con- you know, well, for example, in my case, I'm a, a consumer, you know, and I'm also, you know, I'm a patient and I'm also a, um, you know, professional. And mm-hmm. so I sometimes feel like, you know, it's hard to balance those things.
1: You yeah. Know?
0: And That's it's hard to, when you put yourself out there with other, you know, professionals and you're like... Hey, all my life I've known this to be wrong. Even if it wasn't wrong, you know, even if you didn't think it was wrong, you felt it was wrong over there or over here or where, you know what I mean? Um, depending on your, you know, experience with cannabis. But I definitely feel like there's got to be more conversation around like, hey, yes, this may not be this, the area or specialty that you are interested in when it comes to. Can, you know, to nursing. However, there are other nurses that have taken this lane and, as a profession, let's, you know, so wrap around support around each other, even if, yeah, I mean, as a whole, because that's one of the biggest things. I even see that now when I talk to people, they're like, is that real? <laughs>
1: they say it all the time. And, you know, just to add a layer of it, just being black in cannabis, um, you know, I think there's a level of self denial that we present to the world. As You know, there are certain subcultures that happen within the Black community that we just don't talk about within certain counterparts, our nursing counterparts, because it may be taboo. Like, Like, let's talk about our hair. Let's talk about, you know, just collard green versus spinach or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just certain things that exist within the black community that we don't share with the world because the world doesn't necessarily accept it. And then you add that, again, you add that extra layer of cannabis to it and it's another world within the world that exists. So, um, you know, and again, that self-reflection is kind of taking me down this path. What is true to me, you know, and and being able to communicate that and speak to others about that truth without being feeling that guilt without feeling you know that oppression because the system has created us to feel that way so
0: yeah so ashley okay let's really look at this whole i mean we have two we're two cannabis nurses on here right now we're talking about this experience this experience of being black this experience of being in cannabis this experience of being a nurse mm-hmm. it's a lot it is it's a lot and you know I I realized and we talked about this off camera and I'm gonna I guess bring it give you all the behind the scenes right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in my lane in the lane that I'm in that I've chosen for cannabis nursing Um, as an educator, as a, you know, someone who does consultations, as someone who helps people if they want to learn how to grow, as somebody who cooks with people, you know, and, and makes people touch plants. You know, I have a very unique way of operating at times and also the privilege of living in California where everyone, you know, can have access. So I know that to be true. But the one thing that I realized, and we were talking about this earlier, is there's an expectation that as a nurse, especially when you're a Black nurse, that you are going to go to the echelons of whatever, blah, whatever, whatever, of nursing and whatever. All the credentials. I said, and get all the credentials, okay? (laughs) All of them. Yes. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't know the letters anymore. Okay. A B C D E F G (laughs) R M M S N something. And I and and that is what what is the difference with cannabis nursing. In cannabis nursing there is no A B C D E F G to put behind your name. You basically do the work of learning. However that comes about to you whether you want to take a class or you want to take a course or you know whether you want to read books, you know, you cannot get a cert, you know a certification. You can't get any letters. You can't you know, you can just hang your shingle because you read enough information, you did enough homework, and you, you know, went deep enough where you feel comfortable, you know, sharing with others. Um, You know, and I always say, disclaimer, I always tell people, if you know one step beyond what other people know, then you know more than the people behind you teach them. And, you know, I don't feel that you have to have an extreme level of knowledge base about every topic to be an expert. I feel that, that is what keeps us from teaching people because we get so far in our expertise we no longer want to deal with the people that are down here but if we each one teach one where's that from you know and really focus on if i know something i impart my wisdom on you if you know something you impart your wisdom on someone else and i mean that's basically how you know i feel like we should be moving here and in the cannabis arena, I think it's scary. And we feel like we have to have all this education to really get out there. This was not the topic of the day, Ashley. It really wasn't. I'm <laughs> but I'm
1: again. here for but it. But <laughs> even, you know, even, it's as simple as just saying to somebody, cannabis nursing exists. Like if you tell somebody who didn't know it existed yesterday, they didn't know it existed yesterday. And now today they met you and now they know it exists like that is enough to like, you can call yourself an educator. You have taught somebody something new. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, this, this licensure for you to be an educator or to have this, you know, to quantify yourself as an educator or a teacher. So I think that's really important to point out. And especially,
0: so Ashley, Ashley, what you're saying is that you have learned that the power to be who you want to be lies within you, not in the certification. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, and to really embrace that, like to know it logically, but to walk within it and walk in your purpose in it
0: is totally different. And I don't think I'm doing that. It's so hard, you know? So, because I don't even know, we should might as well have just recorded the pre-show because the (laughs) pre-show is basically this conversation. Um, you know it's it's lonely in these cannabis streets. Okay, you know we 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 trying to make it one one patient one you know education one nugget at a time. Um, but here's the thing, we were talking about this earlier. There are so many wonderful things about being in this industry, and even if you just heard about it today on this podcast, you ahead of the game. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're right on time.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. it's, it's a blooming, it's a very new industry. It's in its infancy. Um, you know, one day there'll be real regulation around it that tell us how we're supposed to move through it. But this is the time where we're creating what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know about it today, it's almost like buying
0: Bitcoin five years ago. Bitcoin's mm-hmm. been around for over 10 years. I didn't you buy know? Bitcoin because when them people were talking about Bitcoin, I was like, that's fake news. I don't believe it. I'm, I'm like, well, that's the thing. Think about it. We are wedged in such a weird part of this generation. You know what I mean? And so we're like, okay, I don't. We then got into these computers and these cell phones and all this other stuff. But now you trying? Mm, now something. you we want like, to get coins? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Mm. Y'all play too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm like, man, people were onto something. I should have gotten it. And that's how I feel
1: about cannabis nursing, too. Based on some
0: of the conversations
1: I've had. Oh, you're yeah. a cannabis nurse? Uh, you know, like, wh- what are you dealing with that? You know? And then all of a sudden you see me on a specific type of post. Because it ain't nothing different that you haven't seen anywhere else. It's just this group over there said that. So now you see me there and now you're asking a bunch of questions. Oh, that's interesting. I want to know more about that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to tell you more, but where were you two, three years ago when I was just yelling it off the rooftops? (laughs) Do you do consultations? I used to, but I stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because of the way the Maryland market is, they allow our clinical directors and the dispensaries to do consultations. Mm -hmm. So in you know, cannabis is already a privileged medicine in general. You have to pay cash for it and everything. So I, I didn't, it didn't really sit well for me to necessarily do the consultations individually. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do empower other people. Like, so I could work as a clinical director in a dispensary if I chose to the way our laws are set up. Mm
0: -hmm. But right now you are, I know you're teaching through your course Mm-hmm. um tell us a little bit about your course and what like if a nurse comes to you right because it's for nurses correct mm-hmm. if a nurse comes to you um and you get CEUs just putting that out there disclaimer um <laughs> nugget fact so if a nurse comes to you and takes your course what is she going to walk away with after the course and I don't want it to I want you to sell us but I really want to know what this experience would be like
1: yeah so um originally and this has evolved over some time so originally i created it to um to spell out the blueprint of what a consultation would look like right so um for me I kept hearing a lot of people saying, "Well, what do I do with this information? The content is the content. Uh, the endocannabinoid system is the endocannabinoid system. Cannabinoids are cannabinoids, but what do you do with that information? Like, how do you collect it?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, what I created was like just the templates. Like, what is a care plan? You know, how do you guide that conversation? What do you spend? Talking with the patient for an hour about what is it that you're gonna educate? And I'm a real checkboxy kind of person. So I don't really want to have to think about what I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you. I just wanna be able to look at something and be able to say, okay, so now we're gonna talk about the cannabinoids. Do you know about cannabinoids? Okay. Now how does this apply to you and your endocannabinoid system and your lifestyle and your this and your that? So um, I just created that that blueprint for people to follow through. So that's what half the class is. We spend half the time looking through what treatment care planning looks like and implementation of it. And then um, the first half of the class is talking about like the brief history and, you know, generally what are cannabinoids and generally what is the endocannabinoid system, et cetera. So
0: So when somebody um, walks away from your course, they would feel more comfortable doing a consultation and working with a patient is the goal, right? Okay. So the reason I'm asking that is because... (laughs) I think that's super important because the scariest thing you will ever do is work with your first cannabis patient, Uh, you know, because you're kind of like, you know, one of the things that we know, you know, about cannabis is that it is different case by case. You know, every everybody's endocannabinoid system is individualized. So what works for someone else? My dog agrees. Uh, What works for someone else? (laughs) What works for someone else also? You know, may or may not work for you. And so, you know, each person is individualized. And knowing that sometimes I'm, when I go into a consultation, I always feel like I want to be a good listener. I want to be prepared to gather as much information as possible so that I can guide them the best I can, knowing that when I guide them, there's probably going to be some tweaking along the way. And what is tough about that is that as nurses, We don't do that. (laughs) We don't tell you something that "Eh, eh, maybe, 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 maybe. We tell you what the evidence has said, and this is why, and this is how, and we don't expect you to be tweaking, right? We expect you to follow the orders as the doctor gave them, but the science behind cannabis is not like that. The science behind cannabis is that every patient is going to be different. Every scenario is going to be different. We have a general knowledge base that we go from. And then from there, we're able to kind of whittle down what possibly could work, but then your body's going to have to tell us if that's true or not, you know, and um, And it's hard. It's hard for nurses. Yeah.
1: That's probably the biggest thing that people struggle with. They're like, so now, you know, I take all this now. Well, now it's up to the patient to drive their journey. And it's your job to kind of scoot them over to the left, you know, or scoot them over to the right. If, if this ratio doesn't necessarily work for them, let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, did you take this ratio today and that ratio the other day? Did it have this terpene today? Did it have that terpene tomorrow? Like, what are the things, what are the trends paying attention to what the evidence, the, the data, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a data person. Yeah, I'm gonna I love data. <laughs> what does the data show you? And so that way now you can, you know, tell this story in order to get the patient where they need to be within their therapeutic Level. So um, explaining that doesn't make sense until they actually sit down with the patient, but that's why the templates work so well because then they can check it off and go through and then say, okay. Um, You know, this is what we talked about on this day. So they have something to refer to. The patient has something to refer to. And then um, I created like a template for like a a little journal that
0: they can follow. And then, you know, so it's more of an exchange. Um, And I think this conversation is so important right now because... You know, also for my listeners who are patients and who see cannabis nurses or are my own personal clients, thank you so much. I appreciate you and love you guys so much, um, and for trusting me. uh, You know, with your health. (laughs) Um, You know, but one thing that they will tell you and that you know we can definitely attest to is that cannabis as medicine is a journey. It is a journey because for the first time, for many people, not saying for all people, for, for many people, for the first time, they are controlling their own health. It is the craziest concept ever. You know, it's just so wild. And so for the first time, someone is asking you, how did you feel when you woke up this morning? Did you, did you get a good night's sleep? How many hours did you sleep? How did you feel when you woke up? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, you know, did you, what, what did you eat today? You know, I want to know what you ate because I want to know, did any of that also in conjunction with cannabinoids help you achieve more relief? Mm-hmm. You know, how, what were you able to do today? What were you not able to do? Knowing those things, helps us to figure out what can be tweaked or what can be, you know, a lot of people will say a side effect, but sometimes it's not a side effect. Sometimes you just need a different, you know, you know, a cannabinoid. You're now becoming more aware of the things that are happening in your body because before nobody really was asking you these things. It's like, are you in pain? Yes or no. On a scale of one to 10, you know, what's your pain level? And people are like, Oh, you know, it's a whatever. 3. Oh, that's good. You're at a 3. Good. Good job. You're doing great today. Right.
1: And I just think, you know, I think it's just a shift in the way healthcare should go in general, like not just with cannabis, just holistic medicine as as a whole. Um, people don't pay enough attention to their body. I think I don't think I was talking to you about this, but, you know, I feel like I've spent a lot of time ignoring myself. Yes. I I used to tell people
0: I was ahead with no body.
1: Yeah. Like, so
0: to be able
1: to get people to a place where they're really paying attention to the response to regular everyday things we do every day. Are you pooping? Because when's the last time you paid attention to the fact that you pooped? You know, like, are you eating? When is the last time you paid attention to what you put in your body and how it made you feel? Did it make you feel heavy? Did it make you feel light? Did it make you have to use the bathroom? Like, are you asking, are you, is your mind paying attention to the subtleties of what you're doing to the vehicle that you're moving in, you know? And so, and that's part of the conversation that happens around cannabis. It's not just about the plant itself. Like the plant is amazing. It was created to do this thing to create this balance within the body. But if you don't know what your body feels like when it's balanced all, all by itself, there's no way you can identify if the plant's working for you or not you're just searching. And at that point you're searching for this high, you know what I mean? And that's not intentional medicine.
0: So, you know, know, what you're saying has so much value and I'll, you know, use myself as an example, I guess, but I, um, hurt my shoulder. I fell in the tub and I hurt my shoulder and I was using different, um, you know, cultivars to figure out like, you know, what's going to work for my pain. What, which is, which is the weed that's going to work for my pain. And, um, Oh, I couldn't. I mean, it was like everything kind of worked, but nothing was like, that's the one. Well, Mm -hmm. what was happening is that at different times of the day, I needed different types of meds, you know, and that uh, this is how I came to, like, realize, like, you really have to get in tune with the plants. Um, But one of the things that... Huh? And I can tell you are. Girl, I love I love being around the plants. So, you know, I'm always like smell the plants because the nose knows if something smells good to you. That's usually what you need in that moment. Um, But anywho, what happened was I found it was not by choice or like I didn't go and like say, oh, this is the one by accident because I was trying all different kinds of things. I found a strain that strain didn't solve the problem, but it brought me the awareness of what the issue was. So when I took this strain, which is called Tropicana, um, and it's two ends for canna, um, it's Tropicana strain. It made me feel like I could just move every part of my body. It, it promoted movement where I felt like invigorated and like I could move. But it also felt so good to move. Like I would move my arm and I'd be like, oh, yes. Yes. And it was just such a good feeling because it kind of gave you that body relaxation. But the invigoration to be able to move through that. So I started hula hooping. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Yes. So I started hula hooping. I bought this handstand thing where I invert myself and do handstands. This strain literally helped me so much. Oh my gosh! Like, where now I don't need it as much because I'm more active and I'm moving and I'm doing all this. So this is why I tell people all the time: you have to like try different things and find what's going to work for you, and then know that you may get to a place where you don't need that one anymore or that anymore. So for me, I do use it sometimes, but. I've already kind of switched my programming. I lost 40 pounds in this whole movement yeah. <laughs> stuff, but, you know, I've switched my brain now where my, b- my body wants to be active and wants to move. Before it was hard to move. It was, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't excited about moving, you know what I mean? Like, and it hurt to move sometimes. So, you know, you just got to find kind of what works for you. And that's part of what cannabis nurses do is like, we help people kind of, you know, dial into what those, you know, that particular medicine could be for you. So I love, 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 love that we had this conversation today because this is not the conversation of the day. Did I say that before? (laughs) Right? But Ashley, tell me. In you are a nurse, you're still working as a nurse. Yes. Okay. What do you do at work? What do you do for work? Um, quality improvement. I do. Oh, that sounds so exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, so what? quality improvement means that you're helping make things better. In theory. Um. So. <laughs> So um
1: you know just a, a little bit of background. So I I worked in performance improvement and that's how I ended up in quality improvement. So um I I had the corporate big six-figure job where I was doing like all of these big projects for my this huge hospital system mm-hmm. and um it didn't really sit well with me because just as a, a just kind of a holistic person in general like you know I look at things as the whole grand scheme like I just it just didn't resonate with me some of the things I was required to do in my role. So that being said, I quit the six-figure job and went to the part-time job. And I do data entry, to be honest with you. I sit in front of a computer for X amount of time and I input data and create graphs.
0: And that data inputting puts food on your table so that you can be a cannabis hustler. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So I am very thankful for it.
1: Um, But exciting is not what I'll... (laughs)
0: No, but I love this. I mean, this is a real conversation. I mean, this is true. Like, you know, I definitely, you know, feel like with the cannabis arena and nursing and everything, you know, it does. You have to get into a flow and you may not be able to jump ship right away. You know, you may have to do part time. You may have to do full time. You may have to do a lot of time, you know, whatever it is that's going to make, you know, your situation work for you and you know that's what you do i mean i was doing this and i was working my full time job and i was also very scared that people were going to google me right? <laughs> um, that they were going to google me and they were going to be like oh my gosh that nurse dressed and she's she's into weed right <laughs> um, i and you know i even remember that the aarp Uh, magazine, which I know I have somewhere around here. So the ARP magazine had like the big, you know, leaf on the front and it was like, you know, cannabis for seniors or whatever it was. I don't know what it was, but it was like, and I did not know what to do with myself. I was so excited. So I don't know, was, I think it was delivered to my, oh no. So I saw somebody had it, like they posted it on social media and then one of my coworkers, um she gets ARP so I was like hey did did you happen to get the marijuana one she was like no and like really like "Mm." and then she brought it to work for
1: me oh that's so funny
0: and I was and I was so excited and so you know I had it on my desk you know with the big old leaf because it's ARP what you gonna do Right, just and so you know. That felt like a protest, just doing that. Such a passive, aggressive mood, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> but you oh, know, but- the, the truth is, it's it's tricky. It's tricky, you know, navigating this and your work and the whole stigma around it. You know, I, I sat in, uh, you know, different, with different providers and stuff. You know, I heard their opinions about patients that use cannabis. You know, I, all that kind of stuff was very, you know, it's uncomfortable because, the knowledge base wasn't there and I didn't feel empowered (laughs) to discuss the knowledge that I had. Um, You know, I didn't feel there was a place or a space for that or that it would be received well and I needed my job, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not gonna, it's like I I couldn't really afford to like lose my job, you know? So I had to kind of just lay low about it. Um, So, I mean, it's definitely... You just gotta navigate it the best you can. So I love that you have like your, you know, you're like, I do this so that I can do this. And um, you and know, it's, I'm really- so it's
1: so funny at my job. They're like, oh, Ashley, do you want to take on this or you wanna take on that? And I'm like, no, ma'am, I don't. I don't want to take on anything extra. Yeah. And I say it just like that. And my boss looks at me and she's like, This is interesting. <laughs> Because I'm not trying to work my my way up. Once upon a time, you catch Ashley, she was working her way up and trying to get all the certifications and she was trying to do this and this and that. And now literally, I'm, I'm literally here to complete the tasks that are required of the job so I can get the paycheck that is owed to me.
0: Yeah. What I love though is you, we talked about this earlier too. See, we should have recorded the pre-show. <laughs> but um, yeah, when we were in... Um, The pre-show, we were kind of talking about, you know, yes, you're doing this job and yes, you're, you know, going to nursing, you're doing this other thing. And you just said, you know, you're not working your way up, but you are because you've accomplished so much already, you know. And so, you know, I think that's important to highlight that. I think it's important to recognize that. Uh, we were going to have a whole nother topic on this, but you know what? I mean, it's true as nurses, as, you know, I mean, I think humans in general, I think the United States of America, for sure. Our culture is wired to like succeed, succeed, succeed." you know, like, it's kind of like, you know, you have to kind of keep one upping, you know, and, um, you know, it's exhausting. And I know in nursing, you know, we are all trying to get, you know, these certifications and these, um, you know, to the next level in our career. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that we have become so blinded by what, you know, this ladder looks like that we're not open to this other ladder. Um, Before I was, um, so my background is maternity nursing. um, And at one point I just felt like, I don't like the way people are being told to birth. I don't feel like it's natural. I don't know. And so I started to do like childbirth classes in the community. And I, you know, at that time, it felt like people were like, oh, you're being weird, hippie, dippy, you know, natural, whatever, whatever. And it didn't align well with like, what the idea of what I was supposed to be doing was, does that make sense? Like you're supposed to be here at the hospital doing all these things and you know working on getting your white you know your lab jacket or what you know whatever it is and it was in that time that I think I first you know as I was thinking about this the other day, it was in that time that I first reconnected with that natural medicine kind of um part of me, you know, where I started realizing, like, wait a minute. More to this thing. There's more to this. You know, my mom is from, my mom and my dad are from Dominican Republic. And I remember my mom would tell the story. I was born in the United States, but my siblings, um, three of them were born there. And she would say there was a you know, there was a godmother who came with the scissors, and she would cut the umbilical cord, and, you know, all this happened in the home, you know, they, they yeah. worked at home, and there was somebody who was there for the, you know, to deliver, and, and my thing was, like, I, look at them, they came out fine, like, you know what I mean, but it's interesting, because <clears throat> even with, you know, those kids, like, you know, they didn't, it's not, like, here, like, over there, you know, breastfeed, all that kind of stuff, but my mom came to the United States. I'm a Gerber baby. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm a Similac child. Right. Right. She was like, this is what they told me to do. They gave me the coupons for this and that, whatever. And then we just fit into that system. So that's how I feel like with most of our country. It's like whatever that the government says, whatever is the information and the education is out there, that's kind of what we default to, mm-hmm. you know? And then anybody who doesn't default to that is in the outliers. hmm So that's how cannabis nursing is. We are kind of the outliers, like, you know, childbirth workers, you know, and, you know, other specialties that are out there and that I'm sure are, you know, outlier type professions. And it's kind of interesting to me because when I was doing that work and this work that I'm doing, they have so many similarities and parallels, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't taken seriously. I had, you know, many people that thought I was crazy because I was all about like, you know, moving through birth and doing all these different things. They're like, why, you know, <laughs> <Baby> out. <laughs> I know. And then now, you know, fast forward now, I'm sure that some of those people that knew me then are probably like, oh my gosh, like she, had the birth that she was teaching people how to have you know I had a water birth, you know I had that experience, but in that time i was there were times when I didn't feel confident about my knowledge because my peers and society said it was supposed to be a certain way, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you know the cannabis industry struggles sometimes, especially for health professionals because we need the facts and then we can't find them. And then we don't have the support of our peers at times. And so that makes it even more challenging. And then you're in this profession that's kind of like, oh, we're here somewhere. Um, And that we have to legitimize in a sense by doing podcasts like this.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And talking with like-minded people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cause you know, going through most of my time, I, I did feel alone a lot of the time. Um, and until you guys created CNOC, I was like, oh, there's more people out here and I feel comfortable speaking in this space because I didn't feel comfortable speaking in a lot of different groups and just kind of putting my message out there and talking to other people. And, you know, at this point, I feel more confident. I realized there is some legitimacy and part of it is that social aspect of it, just kind of having the periphery saying similar things that I'm saying. Um, it, it's kind of just kind of giving me that validation that what I'm doing and what I'm saying is the right thing. Like the indication from the universe, like keep going, Ash, keep, keep saying, keep talking, mm-hmm. keep doing. Um, and you know, we'll see how it goes to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 feel stronger than I've ever felt before. I feel more energized than I've ever felt before. Um, I feel more at peace and honest with myself than I've ever felt before. So, you know, whatever it is that's going on around me, it has to be right.
0: Yeah, good for you. Well, keep going because <laughs> we need you. All right, we're going to end in just a second. But before we go, I would love you to tell you know our audience not only how they can connect with you, but also if you have anything coming up that we can support you in.
1: Um, so you can find me at www.cannabisnursingsolutionsllc.com. Um and there are different tabs. So you can go for nurses, for patients, and then if you're interested in the book Ace's Medicine, you can find that there. Um, I'm on Instagram at Cannabis Nursing Solutions. You can email me, cannabis solutions at gmail.com. And oh, please just buy the book. Just support the book. It's Ace's Medicine. Um, and you know, give me feedback. If you see it on Amazon, write a review. If you see it on the website, write a review. That's all I need. Woohoo! Oh, free orders will be taken January 11th, so next week.
0: Okay. I'm not going to put that in because this is going to air after. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with me, Ashley. This was awesome. This was not the conversation of the day, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring you back on so we can talk about some other things because... <laughs> you're awesome so you just need to come on just come chat with me I'm having fun so let's do this again it feels good (laughs) do (laughs) it exactly let's go with it all right dear well thank you for being with us you guys have heard it here today we've talked to miss Ashley Wynn Grimes our registered nurse who is killing it right now make sure you buy her book Asa's Medicine it can be found on her website and what's the website for us um, Cannabis nursing solutions, LLC.com. Awesome. And before I go, make sure you go to the website, the website, the dot and download our guide for going from the couch to pain-free. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and I'll see you guys on the next episode.